Hi, this is PJ. So a little bit of an intro to the intro for this one. Uh, basically, basically with MC and my recording and my editing schedule, this one was recorded last week and we're only posting it now. So it's going to say it's the 11th of the 11th of Kislev, I think. But it, <laughs> today's Hanukkah. So, <laughs> you know, have fun and uh, get your menorahs ready. Yep, enjoy the rest of the episode, and uh, the the episode for this actual week, for the Parsha for this week, should also be uploaded today. So, well, have a good one, and enjoy the rest of this episode. Welcome to PJ's Torah Corner. Today is the 11th of Kislev, so we are one week away from Hanukkah. So order your candles and get your menorahs ready. In other news, today we're going over the weekly Chumash, meaning the weekly portion of the five books of Moses with my friend MC. We're also going to mention Rashi, the foremost commentator on the Torah, and his explanation of some parts of this Torah portion. Before we jump into it, here are some Hebrew names people mention in this Torah portion who you may already be familiar with. Yaakov, who is Jacob. Esav, who is Esau. Rachel, who is Rachel. Shimon, who is Simeon, Levi, who is Levi, uh, Benjamin, who is Benjamin, Yitzchak, who is Isaac. So sit back, relax, and learn something. Take it away, MC. Thank you, PJ. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayishlach. We had ended last week's portion with Yaakov leaving Haran and heading home with his wives and children. Yaakov had originally left home to flee from his brother Esav, and his first matter of business coming back is reconciliation. This week's Parsha begins with Yaakov sending messengers, which Rashi tells us were angels, to Esav, informing Esav of his return and his desire to make peace. The angels return with news that Esav is coming to meet him, accompanied by an army of 400 men. Yaakov, fearing the worst, takes precautionary measures. First, he splits everyone into two camps to ensure that one camp can flee in the case of a fight. Then he prays that God save him from Esau. Finally, he sends Esau a series of gifts as peace offerings. Later that night, Yaakov encounters a man, which Rashi tells us was actually Esau's guardian angel, and he wrestles with him the entire night. During the fight, Esau's angel dislocates Yaakov's upper thigh from his hip joint. By morning, Yaakov defeats his opponent and refuses to let the angel go until he gives Yaakov a blessing. The angel tells him that soon his name will no longer be Yaakov, but Yisrael, literally meaning great one of God. Because of Yaakov's injury, the Jewish people are therefore forbidden to eat the sciatic nerve, which is the nerve found on the joint of the thigh. The two brothers finally meet the next day, and overwhelmed by a feeling of brotherly love, Esau hugs and kisses Yaakov, and they cry. Yaakov introduces Esau to his wives and 11 sons, but not his daughter. Um, Esau offers to travel with Yaakov, but Yaakov declines, and the two go their separate ways. Yaakov then settles outside the city of Shrem. Dina, Yaakov's daughter, is kidnapped by Shrem, the son of the king. Shrem has his way with Dina, but afterwards falls in love with her and wishes to marry her. Yaakov's sons are enraged enrage when they hear the news. Shrem's father, the king, offers to pay whatever dowry Yaakov wishes and suggests that Yaakov's children intermarry with the people of the city. Yaakov's sons insist that first, all the men in the city need to have a circumcision, and they agree to do so. While they are recovering, Shimon and Levi go in and kill all the men in the city and bring back their sister. Yaakov is, up, is upset at Shimon and Levi for their act of aggression and fears the local people will declare war on him and retaliate. 
but they justified their actions, saying that they were defending their sister's honor. God commands Yaakov to return to base El, where God had first appeared to Yaakov when he had started on his journey. Yaakov builds an altar there, and God blesses him, changing his name from Yaakov to Israel. As Yaakov is traveling from base El, Yaakov's wife, Rachel, gives birth to a son, but dies in childbirth. She names the child Ben-Oni, translating to son of my distress, but Yaakov names him Binyamin, which according to Rashi can either mean right-hand son or son born of old age. Yaakov buries Rachel on the road near Beis Lechem. Yaakov finally returns to his father Yitzchak after 36 years. Although Yitzchak didn't, doesn't pass away until later, we're told here that he lives into the, until the age of 180 and is later buried by Yaakov and Esav in the cave of Machpelah. Esav leaves the land of Israel and settles on Mount Seir, where his children marry into the local people. The Parsha concludes with the genealogy of the various clans descended from Esav and the series of kings that rule over them in an attempt to establish a united monarchy. Question time. So MC, is there something deeper going on with Dina's assault and or at least what Shimon and Levi sub subsequently do? Like, is there something deeper going on there? Something deeper. Um, because I, the sort of the sort of thing doesn't make much sense at a surface level. I think because the like what like they basically did they kill all the males of the city? They they did something, right? Yeah, they they killed all the males of the city. Right. Um. So this is right. This is it's 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 a, it's definitely a difficult narrative to to understand. I this it's something that the a lot of the the the, the commentators sort of. Are not you know they sort of puzzle with it as well um as far as like how just the question have like how justified were they in really killing everybody were i mean that there's a there's a disagreement between like the the the, the rambam and the ramban like whether um you know whether how much were like the rest of the people in the city how complicit were they in like um in the the, the in the whole incident with dina and like whether they were really you know how 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 much guilt they really had, and like real and also I guess as as far as as far as what like the motive what exactly were the main motives of of Shimon and Levi here whether this was more like an act of revenge or more of like a they have to go in and rescue their sister. Uh, it's it's I don't know it's it's I'm sure there's a lot there I, I I'm I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. It's difficult. Yeah. But what I was wondering with it, it is the priorities of the people, right? Because mm -hmm. they, it, because what basically the if their prince, uh, I mean, assaults someone, right, and then wants to marry them, and uh, and basically the the people are complicit with the terms upon which the uh, upon which the family of the one assaulted will intermarry with their people and even to the length to going to the lengths of going through circumcision for it like it, yeah. I, to me indicates that they perhaps they have they they have no shame in uh in what like backing up the, their prince when he sexually assaults someone yeah uh, that's that's definitely it gives it doesn't gives them a degree uh, ma makes it seem like they have a degree of sort of complicity with it for sure.
they go through flipping circumcisions in order to to like to basically ensure that that the prince gets what he wants. I don't know if it's only that, but it it has dark undertones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So, uh, so what your your view there is really that like that it's it's a very uh, multifaceted situation with multiple ways to view it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in fact, this comes up later, the, this whole incident comes up later because when Yaakov is, 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 you know, blessing his, chil- uh, his, chil- you know, his sons on his deathbed, he, he, he criticizes um, Shimon and Levi for their, for the way they acted here. Um, he, he calls them, he, he, he criticizes them for like the, for just the, the, the violence they do, which once again, it's difficult because on one hand, they, they needed to rescue the, to, to let their sister, you know, be taken like that. And, not do anything about it would also just it, so I don't know. It's it's once again there's a lot of there's there's a lot to this. Hmm. Right. It's it, it's not a simple matter overall. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. All right. Yeah, this has been enlightening, MC. Thanks for your time. Thank you. This has been PJ's Torah Corner. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.